Thank you for listening to the War Chant Kingdom. Each and every week during this season, we try to talk about the games that have just passed and the upcoming games. We try to talk about things that could have happened or should have happened or things that we expect to happen in the upcoming games. But did you know that the War Chant Kingdom is not just a podcast? That's right. You can find us on Facebook groups under War Chant Kingdom. In that Facebook group, you will see several postings from the War Chant Kingdom podcast, but you'll also find several goodies there for you to purchase. That's right. The War Chant Kingdom also has items available for purchase. Everything from shirts to jerseys, shoes to hats. The War Chant Kingdom's providing it for you. Go to your next Chiefs game in style and find that one-of-a-kind hat, jersey, shoes, coats, whatever it is you're looking for. The War Chant Kingdom. Find us on Facebook under the Facebook group section at War Chant Kingdom. Welcome back to the War Chant Kingdom. This last week, the Chiefs come up with a 24-10 victory over the Seattle Seahawks. What a game it was for the Chiefs. The Seahawks with a late touchdown to change the score on that one. But as far as I'm concerned, I thought they played fairly well uh, with very few mistakes, a uh, few penalties there that kind of negated a couple things. But all in all, I thought they played a really good game. Uh, looking back la- last week, the closest to the score was Ronnie. And so with that win last week, that puts Ronnie back in the lead. Ronnie has been right five times. Randy has been right four times. I've been right three times. Lindley has been right two times, and Paul has been right one time. So welcoming back in the 22 plus 2 New Choice crew. How are you doing today, fellas? You forgot to say that Kevin was still zero. Yeah, Kevin, he's Zelta. I don't want to bag on him too much. You know, Mario needs to level up. (laughs) So. How's it going? I'm great. Ronnie? Good. Okay, so, good. so how was the game for you guys last week? Did you Can you think of anything specific that either you were really excited about or really disappointed with? Paul, tell me about your experience. Um, I had much experience because the ball was really loud. Paul was shooting pool. What? <laughs> what? What's your normal cheese game by myself? That was not being called. Did you like to score? Yeah, of course. Okay, you got a lot of good wisdom on those two there. <laughs> You're <Thank> telling me. <laughs> that, was, that was some. That was some experience. That was some commentary going on there. <laughs> so I can say that yes, it was cold. Uh, for those of us who actually went to Arrowhead, Chauncey, it was cold. But not unbearable. Uh, it, it was fine. Chiefs, uh, uh, Mahomes made a statement. Uh, they were up 7-3, to three, and he made a statement on the sideline and told his offense, if we score here, the game's over. So that pretty much tells you the way the Chiefs felt on that. I, I just know Spags had a good plan going on, and our defense played good, and everything went well. So I know uh... – Randy, you were at the game. I don't know if you saw this. They showed it on TV, and then, of course, it's been, a, you know, all places, social media. 
But there were several Seahawks who came out early without their shirts on and everything else. I don't know if it was a, in an effort to impress some people and make them think that, you know, they were really manly because they could control the, you know, dealing in the weather or whatever. Did you guys happen to see that live or was that something you found out about afterwards? No, it was afterwards. It was actually on the Jumbotron. But what well, there was live, if you see some of the stuff going through Arrowhead, the gentleman that took his shirt off and poured a 22-ounce Coors Light into a boot and drank it, and that was right in front of me. And then there was a group of six or eight of them over to the side up in the uh, corner of the end zone, and they were shirtless as well, and they were all crazy. <laughs> I would say so. It was pretty dang cold uh, that day. And and like you said, maybe it wasn't extremely cold or, or bitter cold, but, you know, anytime you go out there and that weather is different, when, especially when you're a professional athlete, you got to be able to acclimate to whatever weather you're at. And I didn't think the Seahawks looked like they wanted to play much in that weather at all. Well, there was a few of the Chiefs that didn't want to play because they were having trouble catching the ball. Awesome. So, so let, let's uh, let's move on because I don't think really there's much in this last game to really talk about. I thought we played fairly well. I don't think there was a whole lot of mistakes and, you know, things looked pretty well. Currently, currently we have the Bills as the number one seed. The Chiefs are the number two. Bengals are now the number three. You got the Ravens and the Chargers who've qualified for the playoffs. And in the hunt is the Jaguars and Dolphins. They're the next two that could or could not make it. The teams on the bubble are the Patriots, the Jets, the Titans, the Steelers, and then finally bringing up the rears, the Raiders. So going into this week, we are headed – well, Denver is headed back in. We're, we're headed to play Denver again this week. They've had a, quite a shakeup. Their coach has been fired. They're using a – uh, a different coach on the staff to complete the rest of the season. And then I'm sure they'll be in the hunt for a new coach. What do you guys think that we have to be careful of this week for, uh, facing the Denver Broncos after they fired their coach? You know, they're on a mission right now. They're being disrespected every day in the news media, so they're on a mission. I think there's the overconfidence is, is the Broncos still have the fifth-ranked defense in the league, although they just get punched in the mouth by the Rams. But, uh, you know, we need to just not get too overconfident in the in the game plan and believe in the coaches and play a good game, a clean game. That's what the Chiefs need to do this week is a clean game. A clean game with no injuries. That's my biggest concern and worry for this week is Broncos have nothing to lose. They're not playing in, in any games that are meaningful the, the next couple of weeks. They would love nothing more than to either hurt somebody or give us a loss so that we can fall further down uh, we've made the playoffs, so, I mean, they can't take us out of it, but they could sure put us into some issues with seeding if we ended up losing this game. The unpredictability of what they may do may end up being an issue as well. The offense for the Chiefs, as far as I'm concerned, looked a ton better, and I don't know if you guys, uh, you know, saw this much, but, you know, Tooney comes in. You know, the, the couple of plays I seen him play, he looked like he was fully healthy. Hopefully he is. I know they were kind of watching him 
because of the weather and everything else. Offense looked really good. Uh, they actually moved the ball quite a bit. They did run into a lull, like in the middle part of the game, where I remember sending a message off saying, you know, here we go. You know, the defense is playing well, and we give the ball up, you know, pretty much right in the middle of the field again. What do you guys think about the improvement on the offensive side of the ball, and do you guys think McColl will be back to play this week? Oh, McColl will be back. Ronnie? Offense is just the way it always is. McColl is supposed to be back, but we'll see. As of right now, as of today, McColl Hartman will be suited up and playing for the Kansas City Chiefs come Sunday at noon. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs need to fix their problem of having – bad second halves the uh you know last year the bills we we had a bad second half cincinnati we were up bad second half uh we come out for some reason we've been coming out at halftime and going flat so that's what we the chiefs need to work on this week is staying consistent in their play calling and having a consistent game plan to last for four quarters instead of just two Totally agree, and that's a great take. I think, you know, myself, when we play better teams, we're going to have to have two good halves and not one really good half and then let down or come out flat, as you said. Uh, that bit us last year. I'm hoping it doesn't bite us this year. Special teams was a little bit better. I noticed that uh, Butkirk seemed like he kicked a little bit better. Uh, Townsend had one really good punt, and then it's, I think he kind of had one that I wouldn't call it a shank, but it wasn't quite as good as I thought he could have got off. I know it was cold out there, and maybe that was part of the reason. But uh, special teams, I don't think, hurt us this last week. And then, of course, defensively, you know, here we are starting to come around with a lot of those guys. And and I don't know if you guys heard the uh, presser today where they were talking to uh, Reed, and they said something about the rookies. And he said, you know, we can't call them rookies anymore. They've played enough now. They're they're first-year players, and that's where we need to be. There's an expectation that they need to hit. How did you guys feel about, you know, the, how the rookies have played so far, and how do you feel about us moving forward and playing like possibly the Bills or the Bengals or a team that's high-powered? Oh, um, I kind of agree with Andy. I don't think uh, we can call them anymore. Uh, they're stepping up quite a bit, and I think that's probably got a lot to do with coaching. Well, they uh, said they're going to start putting Sneed on the team's best wide receiver like they did D.K. Metcalf. Even though Metcalf, you know, did have yeah, nine receptions, I think, and 78 yards, but the rest of the team didn't really do anything. So, But you go back to the one rookie that isn't a rookie no more, and that's George Karloftis. You know, he's really bringing it on and with Chris Jones and Frank Clark and our, our line is to, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. Well, Lejarius Chris Stone's played hundred percent of those snaps in that game. Uh, Frank Clark and uh, Dunlap played about 65%. Uh, the, the rookies were down and Trent McDuffie was also hundred percent in that game. So, uh, the Chiefs have a plan to blanket a number one receiver, and, and if that's what they need to do, that's what they need to do. I mean, we've seen it too many times that earlier on in the year that our rookies, who are supposedly no longer rookies anymore, have got burnt because of the one-on-one -on -one coverage. And if we can play without blitzing, we're unstoppable. No more, no less. That's all we can depend on. 
Last few games, I think the defense has started playing better and better. I don't think they've played terrible. I've, I think they've got put in some bad positions on, on a couple of these weeks that we've played by the offense and turnovers and where the ball was turned over and that type of thing. But this last game, I thought they played really well. They had an opportunity to play from ahead right from the get-go. They were able to put some pressure onto the quarterbacks. And uh, I'm, I'm expecting to see that through the last two weeks. Did you guys happen to see that uh, both the Raiders and Derek Carr have made the decision that Derek probably won't be playing the next two games, you know, barring any injury? Yeah, I just heard that today. Yeah, he did. Uh, Derek, Char- Derek Carr got permission to leave the team for the week. He will not be at the game this week for the Raiders. He decided to leave the team and he got the way to the league, so... Well, those reports that said that Derek Carr doesn't have a no trade clause in his contract, but the CBS reported that that he can be cut with no penalties at the end of this year. And uh, this is strictly a move, even though what the crazy thing about it is the uh, Raiders are still in the playoff hunt, just like the Steelers are, and they cut your starting quarterback. But just there's just a lot of lot of stuff going on. But I will. In the old uh, response to the defense, you have to realize the one touchdown that they scored, there were three pass interference penalties all in a row on that one drive. So uh, our defense, and that really, if you look at them, they weren't really penalties. I just think that this, the same official called three pass interference penalties. If we can get keep that under control and keep all the ball, we have no problem. Yep, agreed on especially on the pass interference penalties, and and I wasn't worried about that score whatsoever, or even the touchdown, because I, you know, to me it was a garbage bucket. It's like when the, you know, somebody in the college basketball or NBA is like way ahead, and they put in the second or third string guys, and then the other team starts scoring three pointers and stuff that they couldn't make earlier in the game. It's just a, hey, let's get this over, let's get out of here, and let's let's make things go. So that doesn't concern me. Um, what I was heading towards on that between all of the things that are going on in Denver with not just the head coach being fired. I'm sure you guys saw that there was some players that were fighting amongst each other uh, during and after that game. And also, also a couple of the coaches got fired too. And, and yeah, that's true. And then you take a look at the Raiders who, as you guys said, I mean, they're still, they still had a possibility of making the playoffs. And if Derek Carr is leaving that team right now and somebody else is trying to step in, it, I think it takes a bit more than just, you know, a, a day or two for a quarterback to really acclimate themselves to a good wide receiver or, you know, wide receivers. And so to me that, that tells me that they're probably going to run the ball a lot. Um, Josh Jacobs has made a, a statement that, you know, basically he's getting tired of losing and everything else and kind of indicated that he didn't plan on coming back to the Raiders. So between those two teams right now, I don't know if Chiefs fans really realize how lucky we are to have not just the coaching staff that we have, but some of the players that we have. And that nonsense doesn't happen here. How do you guys feel like this shakes out for the Raiders and for Denver for the remainder of this year? Uh, they're just going to, uh, I guess that uh, Broncos are benching some of their players uh, this week, too. They haven't said which ones yet, but some of them are not playing. The starters are not playing. So, and it's going to be like that the rest of the year until they figure it out. Oh, and four. Yeah. 
basically where I, I think a lot of this stems from is coming in politics of football is that a lot of these players are getting ready to reach their uh, bonuses and playing time and stats. And that's one of the reasons why Carl was benched. So he didn't reach this clause in his contract and would have kicked in a, a clause of a bonus. And that's why some of these players, you know, some of these young players need to be seen. Neither the Broncos are not going anywhere and neither are the Raiders this year. And some of the things that came out with the Broncos about um, Russell Wilson having his own parking spots and his own office, that's just a little ridiculous. That's not a player. That's a that's a figurehead. And if they could get rid of that contract, they could just trade each other straight up. Carr would be better with the Broncos than he would be with the Raiders. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. A place where I think Derek – two places I think Derek Carr would do rather well would be – as if he went to the Saints or possibly even to the Colts. Because neither one of those teams really need somebody to be like a great quarterback. They just need somebody not to lose. And I think just the, the culture of the Raiders right now is that you're going there to either try to start a career because you're a no-name and nobody else wants you or to end your career because nobody wants you. And, and what's what's different on and all this one thing comes in mind: the Kansas City Chiefs and the Patrick Mahomes. No quarterback that's looking to win a division wants to play in the same division with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Be tough for anybody to really come along, especially in the AFC West, to you know overtake Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, especially as long as they've had, you know, to work together. And I know that at the beginning of this year, they were talking about, you know, the Chiefs losing five, six, seven games. There was a lot of national talk that they may not even end up, you know, up above third or fourth in the division. And now here we are in the same spot again. I think it's the hot take moment for a lot of these national guys to fire out something. Everybody thought, oh, Russell Wilson's going to Denver. They're going to take off. And and uh, the Chargers have one of the best offensive and defensive teams and they've gained all these people and man the Raiders they went out and they got Devontae Adams and you know and so it's the hot take moment to to do that and you know what you're you're really betting against percentages because you know anybody can make the statement that one team out of four may not end up in the top and you've got a pretty good percentage chance that that could happen especially with moves made how do you guys feel about the possibility and do you think that the Chiefs will end up with the number one seed? Well, you know, <laughs> you know, Josh Allen hasn't really played that good, but he still made it. You know, he's like number 30 at the quarterback kind of in ratings, and a lot of them 28th, 30th, and a lot of interceptions. But I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. Let's see at least see Cincinnati take one. Let's see if they can beat him. From my perspective, it goes as this. The Chiefs could only do what they can do. They win these last two games. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, I've heard stories that, you know, depending on what happens, the Chiefs could become the third seed. If anything happens, I mean, Cincinnati, am I rooting for them to beat Buffalo? Yeah. I want uh, another year of the Arrowhead Invitational to become true. But there's times that I think, as long as many times I've been to Arrowhead, is that the Chiefs actually play better on the road than at home. They do play statistically, they're better on the road. So 
they're just not the distractions apparently. So I'm, well, it's in our favor. So uh, I, they just went out and let chips fall where they may. I just hope we don't have to face the uh, Chargers in the first round. Yeah, I'm, I'm not concerned about the Chargers. I know a lot of people are saying, well, they're getting healthy and it's hard for teams to beat a team three times in the same year and all that kind of stuff, and that's fine and dandy. But you're also talking about a, a head coach that hasn't been a head coach that long in the Chargers during a playoff game. I mean, this is his first time to make it as a head coach in the playoffs, so there's a whole different level that you go to, and I just feel like Andy Reid – will have his team ready and understand that, hey, you know, here, here's where the chips fall. I and also, you have to realize that if, if they did not make the playoffs, Staley was going to be fired anyway. Right. And and what happens if they come out and they get shellacked the first round? Will they he fire him? They still could get fired anyway. You know, so he's he's got to come out and do something. But that's a lot of pressure, especially when when it's your first time around and you're trying to – you know, you can't really go to your players and explain to them what it's like for, you know, a a playoff opportunity when you haven't been there as a head coach. That's so, correct. So, I mean, to me, it, the, the pressure's on him. And then, to me, as far as the number one seed, I think it really comes down to this weekend. If the Bengals beat the Bills, obviously, if we went out, we're the number one seed. But if the Bengals don't beat the Bills this week, I don't think the Bills le- lose in the final week, and I think we end up in the number two spot. I don't know. I just don't feel like they can. Um, I don't think New England's anywhere near the team they are. I'm, I'm not as convinced as everybody else that Bill Belichick's this great coach. I think he fell into a situation. It took an injury for him to get Tom Brady to play in the first place. But yet everybody thinks he's, he's such an intelligent guy. If you go back and look, they had no money to spend. They had no draft picks to turn around and give away. So his only choice was to play the guy that was behind Bledsoe, and that was Brady. And he might be a very good defensive coach, but you know what? He coached in Cleveland for several years, and he didn't win anything there. So, you know, can he come out and win a game? Sure, he can, he can win a game, but there's some issues there too. I mean, you know, they are they are not the team that they, they have been, and I'm not sure that he's got the right people in the offensive side for them to be able to score enough points to put, you know, the Bills down. So he well, would. Buffalo's not the same team they were at the beginning of the year either. They played it. That and is true. Is, except for this game right here, Buffalo's schedule got pretty easy. Yes, yes. And here's the other thing about Buffalo, and this is one thing I'll say about Josh Allen. You can go back and check this if you want. Josh Allen is streaky as heck. At the very beginning of the year for about seven, eight games, he was really good. The last several games, he has not been very good. So it comes down to, can he turn that around right before the playoffs and be the Josh Allen he was in the first six games? Or is he one of the Josh Allens for the last couple games? Well, I think if they have a spy on Josh Allen to keep him from running, he'll throw a couple interceptions. Well, here's, here's the thing, and I'll just get this way off my chest, Chauncey. Because Patrick Mahomes played in the Denver game, the last game of the year, against the Broncos. It skewed every one of these quarterback stats for their first three years. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because I'm so tired of hearing Herbert and Burrow 
and Allen breaking all these records for their first three years because Patrick Mahomes did not play the first year he got drafted. Yeah, because he, he played played one, played one game, which qualified him for the year, and so they count that towards his first three years. Excuse everything, because if he would have started in 17, we made the playoffs in 17. Yep. We don't know what's going to happen in 17 if he would have started as a rookie. The fact that we had Alex Smith and let him learn and made him a professional probably was the best thing that ever happened to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But I get so tired of hearing about Burrow, Herbert, and Allen when they've never done it. Well, and, and the other thing is, is the only one who actually has the bragging rights over Patrick Mahomes would be Burrow because the three times we've played him, he's beat him head-to-head three times. A lot of that's defense. That is true, but he's won. I mean, we can't take the, the fact that, that he's won against us. You know, to me... I think we had all three of those games and we let the foot off the gas. And the last one, if, if Travis Kelsey doesn't fumble that ball, we're, we're driving down for a two score lead with not much time left, but you know, championship game when they didn't kick the damn field goal. Yep. Instead they try to throw it to Tyreek Hill and he gets freaking tackled in, you know, and we run the timeout. So, yeah. So that's the way that works out. So anyways, we'll see what happens. But like I say, you know, that's, that's an exciting thing coming this weekend. I think this, to me, this is what I would hang my hat on as a Chiefs fan is is if the Bengals can do it this weekend, we're in good shape. If they can't, we just might as well plan on the number two. And if for some reason the Patriots pulled off in the final week, you know, it, the, it's there. The Patriots, I mean, the, the Bills and the Bengals will not do it this weekend. They play Monday night, Chauncey. <laughs> All right, fellas, we're on to that wonderful time. We're against the Broncos this week. Broncos are coming to Arrowhead. The last time the Broncos played Kansas City, it was a close game. So we'll start with the winner, Ronnie, from last week for his prediction for the game this week. 47-17. That's what you said last week. Well, like when I was scoring on more than 29 at home. <laughs> Okay. Paul, uh, Paul's prediction is 35-14 Chiefs. Okay. Randy? Well, I, you, Ronnie talks to you during the week. I think you guys are colluding against me. <laughs> well, I haven't won anymore. So. Well, that's because you're letting Ronnie win because one twin has to win, another one has to be called a loser. <laughs> but if you put the, put the two L's together, we're wideners, so it don't matter. <laughs> Look, I'm tired of predicting high scores because I I don't know what the Chiefs are going to do in this game. I predict victory. What was your score, Paul? 35-14. Really? You've been 35. I bet Chauncey's going in the 40s again. Go, you go first, Chauncey. I'm going to do 42 to <laughs> to 17. Everybody's on that 17. Paul went well, 14. Just because it's Russell Wilson and the Kansas City, I, I, this is what I'm. This is what I'm going for. Patrick Mahomes has four thousand seven hundred and some yards. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen have, um, and Herbert have four thousand three hundred, about three hundred, two hundred. Patrick Mahomes is going to get four hundred passing yards, and we're going to win the game, thirty-eight to twenty. Thirty-eight to twenty. Okay. 
and we're getting those three three passing touchdowns or sweeps. McCall Hardman's coming back. We're gonna have at least two jet sweep touchdowns. Might be four. One with Tony, one with McKinnon, and two for Hardman. We're just gonna jet sweep them out back to Mile High. Yep. Start spreading that defense out, and then we can open up the middle. And I think you'll see a lot of Pacheco and uh, McKinnon running up the middle. Have you guys heard? Have you guys heard whether or not they have activated at this point, Melvin Gordon? No, I haven't heard. We might though, because I was. They have till Thursday. I was expecting him to to get moved up and them to put Ronald Jones down just because it's the Broncos. Yeah, you know what? He he's been in the offense long enough. And they may be just holding that out, not letting the the Broncos know that until until they have to. Look, I think that was a good pickup. Oh, I, I absolutely love that pickup. So, and because I think very easily next year it could be McKinnon. Pacheco and Melvin Gordon because Ronald Jones is not coming back. I can pretty much tell you CH is not coming back. There's just no way. And I don't think they're going to bring CH back off of the injured reserve. Yeah. Andy Reid kind of tap danced around that a lot before he said he was close. So I feel like Andy Reid don't want to answer the question, and he just wants to leave it out there that it's possible, but I don't think he, his plan is to bring it back at all. It's a high ankle sprain for one, and they take four to six weeks minimum. Well, and why would you bring him back with as good as the other two players are playing? Now, who who does he start stealing time from? Well, you can't steal it from McKinnon. McKinnon's a full-time back. Yes. Now, the only reason why we won't get McKinnon back is if he wants too much money. Yeah, and I don't see that because I think he's a he's an aging player that has a certain skill set that I don't think everybody can use. And he's still a number one draft pick for Minnesota. Yeah, I get that, but I don't think a lot of teams see him as that anymore. He does good for the Chiefs. He fits right into our scheme, and Patrick Mahomes likes him a lot. Yeah, perfect pickup, that's for sure, and especially for what they get him for. I think they'll probably do again another one-year deal, and he'll come back next year. We'll have him again. Well, guys, uh, we've got about 30 seconds here left. So, KU's down 38-23. 38-23. We'll see if they can find a way to come back and win. We'll get prepared for the Chiefs game coming up this week. And let me tell you, Kansas Jayhawk fan, Chauncey, no matter what, they're going to lose this game and still have a losing record for the 25th year. That's okay. <laughs> we made a bowl game. <laughs> okay, see you later. All right, bye.